0: Welcome back to Horoscope Witch, it's Mal, and today is Mercury retrograde in Pisces. Today is March 5th, and it looks like this Mercury retrograde, it's gonna go until March 28th, and it's going through the sign of Pisces. So I thought I'd get on here and just kind of do a little unplanned PSA. I don't really have a lot of notes in front of me, but I do have a lot of thoughts about Mercury retrograde in Pisces our best way to deal with this energy and I just kind of wanted to say that you shouldn't be afraid of this Mercury retrograde. I'm actually oddly looking forward to this one. Maybe it's because I am a Pisces (laughs) but I really feel like this Mercury retrograde it's sort of pulling us back and making us more internal about our spiritual selves and as we know traditionally In a very traditional uh, pop culture interpretation of what Mercury retrograde is, people are going to say, oh, you know, you can't sign contracts during this time. Miscommunications are going to be had. Um, You know, your cell phone's going to break, your computer's going to (laughs) break. Anything that has to do with communication or technology is going to go wrong. At least that is the pop again, the pop culture interpretation of what Mercury retrograde is. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't going to happen, because there's always a chance that that kind of stuff is going to happen during a Mercury retrograde. But that's just kind of the surface, right? And I've said this before, in a past Mercury retrograde episode, Um, I think that was one of my first episodes, Mercury retrogrades purpose, no matter what sign it's going through, its purpose is to slow us down, to make us more internal about how we're going about our lives. It kind of stops us a little bit and it'll, it allows a moment of reflection, right? Now, when we mix Pisces into the mix of Mercury retrograde, uh, we get more of a spiritual theme to the mercury retrograde. Unsurprisingly because, you know, Pisces, we'll talk about this more in the Pisces episode which is coming out soon, but Pisces is the sign of spirituality and communication with the other with the other realm and uh, Pisces is also the sign of, you know, karma and <laughs> secrets and uh past lives and all all kinds of metaphysical stuff. Pisces is sort of the ruler of that, right? So in this Mercury retrograde, we're being asked to kind of revisit our relationship with the other realm. Now, this is kind of me assuming that all of my listeners have some (laughs) sort of communication or belief uh, or some relationship with spirit. What do I mean by that? I mean, you could think of that as God, you could think of that as your ancestors, your spirit guides, just the energy of the universe. I'm assuming that you have a relationship with some kind of universal energy force, whether that be astrology, tarot, your own intuition, goddess worship, pagan worship. Whatever that may be, right? <laughs> uh, so that's really the theme of this Mercury retrograde. We're we're being asked to sort of reevaluate our spiritual path, and I can't emphasize emphasize this enough. If you've been sort of on the fence about going on the spiritual path, or you're not really sure where to start, and you're having thoughts about, you know, maybe trying out witchcraft or paganism, or maybe you're, you've been wanting to get further and deeper into your astrological studies, or you've wanted to buy that deck of tarot cards, but you haven't yet, this Mercury retrograde is actually the perfect, perfect time to do these things. Now, let me explain. (laughs) Because you're probably like, Mal, what are you talking about? I thought you weren't supposed to do anything during Mercury retrograde. You're not supposed to start anything. You're not really supposed to, you know, take any big leaps. Well, I would like to argue that this Mercury retrograde, because it's entirely in Pisces, it's a little bit different. Now, It's funny because Mercury is at its detriment when it's in Pisces, right? Now, what does that mean for anybody who doesn't know what detriment means in astrological terms? When a planet is in its detriment, it means it doesn't like the energy of the sign. (laughs) And that kind of makes sense because if we think of the astrological energy of the planet Mercury... He's, uh, you know, planet, like I said, communication, technology, forward movement, uh, very to the point. Mercury can tend to be very black and white in the way he communicates. Now, let's think of the energy of Pisces. (laughs) Have you ever met a Pisces who is black and white about what they think? I mean, i think i can be like that a little bit but that has to do with the fact that you know my mercury is in aquarius and but nevertheless even with that energy all pisces have this reputation for just being these fairy children (laughs) children of the universe uh, who are just very floaty and ethereal and love to talk about spirituality and speaking in black and white terms isn't really a Pisces style. Also, being direct and to the point is a lot of the times not a Pisces sort of way of communicating. So it's no wonder (laughs) that Mercury is in its detriment in Pisces. However, I would like to argue as a novice astrologer, that in a weird way, when Mercury is in retrograde, it actually complements the energy of Pisces more than when Mercury is direct, right? Because when Mercury is in retrograde, it it's asking us to go internal, right? We're internalizing that m- Mercury energy and we're thinking more we're contemplating our lives more we're being asked to reevaluate certain things so again uh this mercury retrograde it's going to be an amazing time to go further into your spiritual path or even begin your spiritual path crossing that threshold Like I said, if you've been interested in diving deeper into your astrological studies, this would be an excellent time to find a class, find a teacher, uh, find a book. (laughs) Uh, I actually recently uh, started taking some astrology lessons with a professional astrologer in my area, and I've been enjoying it so deeply. And even though I still sort of identify as a self-taught, astrology student who's been studying by herself for years and years and years it's really really nice to seek out a professional and to just work with someone that you kind of want their their spot right (laughs) like because eventually you know I do want to be a professional astrologer and I do want to study astrology at a university level I know there's not really a lot of places you can do that but um, just Just studying with someone who you want to be like is always a good idea right and again that 's another theme of this mercury retrograde if there 's something you want to learn, especially spiritually spirituality wise find your teacher, right? If you've been wanting to learn yoga more, go take a little tour of the yoga classes in your area and see which teachers are really vibing with you. Uh, Tarot, uh, buying a deck of tarot cards, finding a teacher or an online class can be a really good way to use this energy. Same with paganism and witchcraft. Uh, If you have been thinking about experimenting with goddess worship or looking more into paganism, this is like an excellent time to do that. Because again, this Mercury retrograde in Pisces, it's inviting us to go internal uh, and think about our spirituality. Think about what it means for our souls to be here in this life. What do our souls have to accomplish in this lifetime? Uh, what kind of karma are our our souls dealing with as our reincarnation right now uh, this is also a great time to start meditating now I know meditation a lot of people write it off and they're saying like oh I just can't do that I, there's never gonna be a moment where I'm just gonna sit there and not think about anything and there's I I've been noticing a really defeatist attitude about what meditation really is. And I wanted to make this point, because again, this Mercury Retrograde, excellent, excellent time to start learning how to meditate. You really can't, um, before I talk about uh, how to meditate, or how I see meditation, uh, I just like to make the point that in any metaphysical study, whether it's astrology, or tarot, Or witchcraft or what have you, anything of that sort in the occult studies, you sort of need meditation, guys. I hate to break it to you, but (laughs) you really do. Uh, Learning astrology, you need to know how to meditate. Learning tarot, especially meditation. Uh, Meditation is just sort of like the partner of every metaphysical study, and it needs to be incorporated somehow. Now, that's not to discourage anybody who out there who thinks that meditation is just not possible for them i'd like to say that for every, every single person on this planet meditation is achievable there's no there's no such thing as doing meditation right or wrong that's the first thing i want to say about meditation there's such a mm, idea that there is a certain right way to meditate like you have to be in an empty room sitting on a cushion your fingers have to be in the perfect yogi's mudra and you have to have incense burning and you're you're breathing deeply and suddenly you no longer have any thoughts and your mind's just blank (laughs) like that's what society thinks meditation is and I just like to say that um Perhaps that is what meditation is for some people, especially uh, very experienced meditators who have been doing this for years and years and years. But if you're just beginning, just drop that idea. Honestly, it, it's really harmful idea, actually, and it keeps people from actually trying to meditate because they think that sort of image that I just described is what they have to achieve when they are meditating and it's simply not the case. I'll tell you how I started to learn to meditate. Uh, I actually learned um, meditation from walking, okay, and that may kind of puzzle some people because you're like wait mal what are you talking about like meditation i thought i had to be like crisscross applesauce on some cushion and i had to be like i don't know humming ohm or whatever to myself and (laughs) i have to say like walking is a great way to start learning how to meditate walking meditations are excellent for clearing the mind um They can uh, be really anything. I would say to do a walking meditation, you're going to want to probably not bring your headphones for this walk, right? I I think the best sort of walking meditation, especially for a beginner meditator, would be to go somewhere... In nature that you really enjoy this could just be a simple walk around deer block this could be going to you know a nearby forest preserve that you like to walk through or any sort of or a hike um, any sort of natural scenery nature scenery that you enjoy i would say go there Don't bring your headphones because guess what? The sounds of nature are sort of going to be the music that you are listening to. And you'll notice as you take this walk of sort of solitude and intention, that's the other thing. You sort of want to set an intention for this walk. Maybe your intention is simply to accept any thought that comes up. No matter how good or how bad that thought is, you're going to just accept it. And this is the first step to meditating, right? The goal, I can't say this enough, the goal is not to clear our thoughts. It's actually to accept what we are thinking. And in this acceptance is uh, sort of the outlet to actually let go of those thoughts. Uh, So that's one way we can start meditating. I would say the other way... Uh, is really good in the bath, doing, doing, and maybe I'm just saying this because I'm a water sign. But honestly, during this Mercury retrograde in Pisces and just Pisces season in general, meditation in water is a really cool idea. And it's being in the bath while meditating is how I have achieved some of my deepest meditations that I've had. So that's something that you can, you can incorporate. Uh, when you're first starting to meditate and again if you feel like that silence that sitting with oneself is maybe a little bit overwhelming try a guided meditation I mean YouTube and different podcasts there's just endless amounts of guided meditations out there and there's no shame in starting off Uh, your meditation practice with the help of someone else in fact you're going to need a lot of help (laughs) like no one just out of the blue sits down crisscross applesauce and just starts to meditate right this is a practice and we are retraining a muscle in our brain meditation is especially especially challenging in 2019 right Uh, when we're all addicted to our phones uh we are constantly bombarded by news and by mental stimulation. It it's not an optimal Uh, environment to learn how to meditate and every muscle in our bodies and in our brains have been trained to constantly be doing something every single second of the day and when we have a second of boredom or just a second to sit and be quiet guess what we don't do it we reach for our phones and we start scrolling on Instagram that is how our brains are trained right now Uh, meditation, you're starting to uh, switch that. You're starting to train a different muscle to sort of uh, trick your mind into being quiet, sitting in silence. Uh, Another, you know, I want everybody to do this, actually. All my beginning meditators out there. Whenever you're in your car and maybe you're, buckling your seatbelt or your before you start your car every single time you get in your car let's say for this entire mercury retrograde i want you to just pause don't turn the keys in the ignition don't turn the radio on just pause for like 30 seconds close your eyes and take some deep breaths and just try to be present in the moment. Acknowledge what you're feeling. Actually ask your body, what am I feeling right now? You might start to notice that you have a weird kink in your neck that you really never acknowledged the whole day. You might start to notice that you've been clenching your jaw, uh, the whole day and you didn't even know it uh, you might start to notice that you had a certain anxiety stuck in your throat chakra the whole day and you weren't saying the things you needed to say and you just didn't realize it until you took those 30 seconds before you turned your car on to just body scan scan the whole body how's my head feeling how's my neck feeling how's my chest feeling how's my stomach feeling How's my vagina feeling? How's my how are my thighs feeling? How are my knees feeling? How are my shins feeling? How are my feet feeling? Just going down the body and doing Uh, the whole body scan, that's another way we can start meditating. You have to know that meditation is not that cliche that we think of, of sort of this yogi, bodhisattva, Buddhist monk, uh, you know, sitting on their meditation cushion. It doesn't have to be like that. Uh, And of course, when we're starting to meditate, it has to come from, wanting awareness and also just wanting to build a muscle it's like anything else you don't go to the gym and expect to just bench a hundred pounds right from the get-go right like you can't just walk in after not working out your whole life and expect to pick up a hundred pound dumbbell and be able to lift a weight like a champion weightlifter (laughs) same with meditation you're you your expectations you need to lower them way down (laughs) way down and if you want to know more about that i think actually i know i answered a question about how to start meditating on my blog in my advice column so if you want to know more about how i started to meditate and how you can too during this mercury retrograde make sure to check that out um the also the one other thing that this Mercury retrograde in Pisces is really good for is... I put down in my little post-it note here, I said, determining the difference between your anxiety and intuition. Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing thing to start working on during this Mercury retrograde. And that's something in the spiritual community, I think that is very, uh, it's questioned very often. You know, what is the difference between anxiety and intuition? If you go on like YouTube and you type that in, or you go on Google and you type in that question, a million things will come up about different people and their experiences with knowing the difference between anxiety and intuition. I have to say I find it really helpful to uh, to listen to other people's narratives, but I think everybody is different because everybody's body is different and we all experience anxiety in different ways. Uh, something that I've started to notice with, My the difference between my anxiety and my intuition. And I'm saying this because maybe it'll help some other person on the other side of this podcast. Um, I've noticed that when I feel anxiety, I have it in uh, my solar plexus chakra. I have it in my heart chakra and it creeps up to my throat chakra. So if you don't know the chakras, the area of the body I'm talking about is sort of like just beneath the sternum and then the sternum itself, and then creeping all the way up into the throat. I notice when I'm feeling tension there, or I feel like bubbling up nervousness, I always know when I feel something like that there, I know it's anxiety. I just know it. Like, And that comes from meditation, guys. It really does. Like, You're going to get to know your body and the feelings in your body differently. And I wouldn't have been able to figure that out unless I became more aware of my body through meditation, through body scans when I get in my car, you know, like it's just the simple things that help you along your spiritual path. Now, as for intuition, people say when people ask me, what's the difference between anxiety and intuition? Okay, so I just told you what it is like for me to experience anxiety. It's tension around the solar plexus, around the heart and around the throat chakra. Now, when something feels wrong in my gut, in my intuition, uh, I and I'm sorry if there are people on this episode who do not have vaginas. Maybe you can uh, you can relate to some other area of your body, but for me, as a person who has a vagina, that is where my intuition is. <laughs> And it sounds really odd because I bet, you know, people don't, people don't necessarily check in with their genitals on a daily basis, which I think is kind of, um, well, I think we should do it more, but also we're taught to be disconnected from that area because we're shamed for our sexuality. We're shamed for sexual feelings, uh, especially in American culture, like sexuality isn't something we should necessarily acknowledge uh we're taught that it's sort of dirty and this also is coming from a midwesterner someone who grew up in the midwest maybe it's different if you grow up in san francisco or something <laughs> but for me as a midwesterner this is how i experienced sexuality and the culture surrounding sexuality in like the place that i grew up however Uh, The thing is, sexuality and um, our intuition and our spirituality are very much connected. So what I've been noticing is that if I feel like clenching or tightness in my vagina, that is my intuition saying that this is wrong. Uh, this is not right for you. This especially has happened in the past around people that I've been dating or even friends, where I've just been like, oh, this person is not in my highest good. And then, uh, you know, if I was more aware back then, I probably would have noticed the tightness in my sacral area and in my vagina. But I didn't because I wasn't aware of my body, and I wasn't meditating, and I just was not aware, like I said. But that's also something we can consider. Uh, Intuition, where is it located in the body? Uh, For me, it's very much located root chakra, sacral chakra. And the sacral chakra is uh, the area beneath the belly button and this is your area of creativity and sexuality. So when that area also clenches or feels wrong, uh, that's that's really what people are saying when they say, follow your gut. In a sense, they're, they're saying, follow your vagina. <laughs> Which I think is kind of an interesting practice to take on during Mercury retrograde. Locating those areas in your body that are... Mm, anxiety or intuition that's sort of for you to decide but I thought I would give my experience of where I feel my anxiety and where I feel my intuition and those gut feelings Uh, becoming more aware of that can really benefit our lives let's see what else what else Uh, this is a really good time for writing uh journaling especially dream journaling uh trying to remember our dreams our dreams are going to be really vivid during this mercury retrograde they probably already have been for a lot of us making sure you write down those dreams and remembering that every single thing in a dream that you remember is a metaphor is a symbol and trying to decipher that symbol uh every single thing in a dream is relevant Okay, there's never something in a dream that comes up in our subconscious that's like, oh, I don't really know why that was there. Like, everything matters. Everything is a symbol. Everything is meaningful in a dream. So once we start to track these symbols and these weird occurrences, these people, these places, these animals, we can think of what those things mean metaphorically to us, right? So that's a little bit about dream work, the sort of dream journaling we can do during this time. Okay, so those are all the benefits of this Mercury retrograde. Again, such a great time to dive into spirituality. Uh, Don't be afraid of this Mercury retrograde. I do have to say though that I think if we're not using this energy to our advantage, let's say uh, we're not, you know, exploring our spiritual path, we're shutting off um we're shutting off spiritually, maybe we're not following our intuition, we're, we're sort of stuck in our anxiety, uh, we're not following our gut. Uh, this could lead to isolation or feeling trapped during this Mercury retrograde. There could be a feeling of like, I feel so trapped in my thoughts or I feel so trapped in the world of my mind, not being able to get out of my head. That could definitely be a side effect of this Mercury retrograde. Um, Also, uh, overindulging, uh, food, booze, spending too much, all of those things uh, could be, we could be medicating, overly self-medicating ourselves with uh, things that don't necessarily, you know, uh, add to our spiritual well being, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, this could be like instead of, you know, doing astrology or getting a deck of tarot cards like you really want to, and you continue to d- deny your spiritual path and you sort of medicate that with going out drinking with your friends every night. That could be a very typical occurrence during this Mercury retrograde. So, be careful of overindulging, definitely. And again, That's sort of the Pisces shadow side, right? Uh, The reason Pisces have this sort of addictive personality and Pisces are more drawn to, not all Pisces, but some Pisces are more drawn to using alcohol and drugs and becoming addicts in a sense is because they have such deep emotions and they don't really know how to deal with it. So that's how it comes out, right? (laughs) That's sort of like the outward manifestation of not knowing how to deal with all of their deep feelings. This could be definitely a theme during Mercury retrograde this time around, not knowing how to deal with these deep feelings and projecting that in unhealthy ways. Instead of doing that, why don't you just go get a book about astrology? It might help, (laughs) but I may be biased, okay? There could just be a little bit of self-destructive behavior too during this Mercury retrograde. Uh, What do I mean by self-destructive behavior? This could be, you know, maybe you have your dream job interview, and the night before you go out drinking and you end up being hungover for this interview instead of getting a good night's rest. So, any kind of behavior we're Uh, that is self-destructive, we need to analyze during this time. That's why I'm saying, write down the symbols in your dreams. Uh, Notice where your anxiety and your intuition are in your body. Get more in tune with your soul and your spiritual self. And I bet this could actually lead to the answers of your self-destructive behavior. So just be careful of that during this Mercury retrograde. Also, another thing, you know... The shadow side of Pisces, uh, Mercury retrograde. Um, I put lies and secrets, but being kept from oneself, right? Because Mercury retrograde may have a tendency to bring up these lies and secrets, uh, or we may be more, uh, we may be more tempted to tell lies and secrets to ourselves. Again, this is sort of like that Piscean nature. Um, A lot of Pisces, like the underdeveloped Pisces, doesn't know how to deal with their deep emotions, doesn't want to know how to deal with their strong intuition. So then they end up lying to themselves. (laughs) And no one can lie to themselves like a Pisces can, right? And when we're all under this blanket of Pisces, Mercury retrograde, we may have the tendency to lie to ourselves a little bit more more than usual about certain things it could be that your intuition knows that you really need to leave this job but you keep ignoring that and you keep saying no everything's fine I like my job I like my coworkers. I don't need to leave (laughs) could also be the same thing in a relationship you may know in your gut that someone needs to go that you both have outgrown each other however that sort of ego monkey mind is still telling you no we have to be together I can't live without them we're perfect for each other Again, those tendencies, secrets, and lies kept against ourselves is definitely a theme during this Mercury Retrograde. Okay, guys, I think that's about everything I wanted to say about this one. So let me pull us a few cards. I'm going to pull from first the Color Gypsy Oracle deck. This is an amazing deck. I love it. Um, If you're unfamiliar, it's really simple. It has um, pretty much every color in the rainbow uh, on the cards. And each color is represented by a key term. So it's really, really intuitive. I'm going to shuffle these cards right now. Okay. Alrighty. Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, I'm laughing because the first card that just came out was um, an orange card and it says creativity, but it came out in reverse. So it's funny that I was just talking about how I feel my intuition in my sacral chakra and my root chakra or, in other words, if you don't know the chakras, the area below my belly button and in my vagina. <laughs> that is where I feel my intuition. That is also the center of my creativity and my, and my spiritual knowledge, right? So the fact that we got this orange card. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say the whole point of saying that was the fact that the sacral chakra is the orange chakra, right? Um, creativity in orange coming out in reverse. I have a feeling that in this Mercury retrograde, we may be tempted to I don't wanna say lose connection with our art, but perhaps. It's sort of like that self destructive behavior that I was talking about. We may uh have the tendency to get in a trap of our own our own minds, especially if we are artists or writers or creators, we may convince ourselves that we have nothing good to produce we our art is not worth making Uh, we actually have no real talents Uh, we've never had a good idea in our lives (laughs) any sort of thought like that be aware that it is the Mercury Retrograde influence, right? If you feel a little bit like writer's blocky or like you just can't quite produce your art, do it anyways, force yourself to do it. Uh, During this Mercury Retrograde, we're gonna be amazed actually by the art we will produce. It's just sort of getting over that hump of self-destructive attitudes to get there. And I think once we break through these self-destructive behaviors, like I'm not going to write, I'm not going to write my poetry, I'm not going to make my art, I'm worthless, that kind of stuff. Once we just get over that and we start doing it, spirit is going to take over for us, right? Because our art is just us divinating messages from spirit. At least that's how I see art. And we're going to realize that we do have something important to say with our art. And art is how we connect to the spiritual realm, or at least one of the ways we connect to the spiritual realm. So remember that if you feel a little bit artistically blocked during this Mercury retrograde. Okay, and now I'm going to pull a card just from the good old Rider-Waite-Smith. Also, I've been reading this excellent, excellent tarot book called... uh, Secrets of the Smith by Tally Goodwin. Uh, It's a really amazing book. So if you do end up buying that first tarot deck, um, I'd recommend starting with the Rider Waite. That book is a really good, um, really good guidebook to go along with the Rider Waite. And I'll leave that in the show notes in case anybody's interested. I'll leave the full name. Okay. Spirit asking for some advice for us about Mercury retrograde. Okay, okay, yeah. So we got the Eight of Pentacles, which is so fitting. Um, Spirit is saying we need to work on our spiritual selves. It's pretty much just reiterating everything I just said. But doing our divine work, following our intuition about what we are here to do as spiritual beings, because we have a greater purpose beyond our career, right? As little kids, we may be conditioned to think that our only purpose in life is to sort of pick our career and succeed in it. That's why we put so much focus on asking little kids, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or when we're um, in our 20s, uh, there could be a pressure from society to sort of answer to the question of, you know, what are you doing? What's your job? What do you want to be? What do, like the seriousness of picking a career weighs so heavily upon us, but we have to know that uh, the reason our souls are here is way, way beyond the career that we will choose. And we have a spiritual purpose. So in a sense, the eight of pentacles here, it's really, really, really reading to me as going internal, um, finding out what your spiritual purpose is, finding out what your spiritual work on earth is, what does your soul need to get done here? What does your what patterns does your soul need to break in order to Reach the next level of consciousness, quote unquote. (laughs) Uh, What, um, what, what thing are you supposed to be studying that you're not? Uh, What spiritual path are you denying that you're really supposed to be on? All these themes can come from the Eight of Pentacles. It's not just about work; it's about spiritual work, right? So, yeah, I think that's about all I have for you guys today. I thought I'd just put out this quick. Mercury retrograde synopsis. Again, don't be afraid of this one. I'm actually really looking forward to this one. Um, on a personal level, uh, what I'm working on during this Mercury retrograde is actually my mediumship abilities. Uh, as I open up more and as I get better at meditating and as I read tarot more professionally, uh, something that's been happening lately is, uh, if you don't know what I know by me, what I mean by mediumship, I mean like uh, people who have passed on trying to come through to me. Uh, So that's something that I'll be working on during Mercury Retrograde, (laughs) which will be very interesting. Uh, Mediumship is definitely something that I've kind of been a little bit afraid of I guess my whole life but spirits really pushing me and letting me know that like I am a medium and I need to work on those abilities and it's part of my spiritual path to be able to communicate with those who have crossed over so that's something that I'm going to be working on <laughs> but let me know what spiritual path or what uh sort of um area of spirituality you're going to be working on during this mercury retrograde and let me know how it goes and i will see you guys for the pisces episode um it should be out either by the end of the week or early next week hoping by the end of the week here in that pisces episode of course we're going to talk about all things pisces but we're also going to talk about jesus who is a pisces archetype and also kurt cobain Uh, who is sort of like the celebrity Pisces I have chosen. And we're going to talk about how Jesus, Kurt Cobain, and Pisces. Maybe we'll even talk a little bit about Rihanna (laughs) because she's a Pisces too. So that's what we're going to say. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this helped in some way. See you guys soon.